right, welcome back to Goonies World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I'm joined by Ryan, also known as Meanie. Good afternoon, evening, and or night. Or and morning. Sean, also known as Johnny Pharaoh. Hello there. Happy millennium, everybody. And tonight we are in our final installment of our fudge game, Hard Time in Hardgate. Can our heroes, Duke Dale and Frank Williams Jr., escape from Hardgate Prison? We don't know. We're going to join our game right in the action. Last time when we stopped, uh, Duke had just gone into Sugar Tit's cell to steal a transistor radio for the bean machine so he can get his blessings, one of the ingredients for a successful escape. But just as he's grabbed the radio, he looks up and Enzo, the freakishly skinny, tall, knife-wielding bodyguard of Sugar Tits, has caught him red-handed. Oh, hello there, mister. I didn't see you there. Nice little transistor radio, isn't it? Says Enzo. Well, yeah, I thought maybe I'd just borrow it. I, I didn't think, I mean, you know. Suppose I suppose gonna... you just hand it back. Well, now, maybe I can purchase it from you. Now he reaches in his pocket. Now there's no one else around. There's still just you and him in the cell. There's not anyone in the hall. I mean, everybody's down below. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a blade. I brought a payment for it. I knew, you know, somebody might not like me taking this. What kind of payment you got? Well, it's actually for sugar tits. I know he's got the sugar diabetes. So I brought some uh, syringes with me free. You don't have to go to the nurses to get him. Maybe he likes going to the nurse. Well, maybe, but these can also be used as a weapon. You know what I think? I think you're trying to steal that transistor radio. No, I was just trying to borrow it, and if anyone said anything, I was just going to offer up this uh, as a payment. But if you don't, if you don't want Sugar Tits to get his diabetes medication, uh, then um, maybe I'll mm, just relay that to him. He's trying to, you know, he, he's got these. Well, well I'm going to relay everything to him. We'll go ahead and set that transistor radio down. Well, no, I can't do that. I've got to, I've got to have this. He reaches behind him and he closes the cell door. Now it's just me, and it's you. And I'm quick, and you're dead. And he launches into action. And both you make, you were both gonna make power rolls as you, as you fight. Uh oh. Power. Yeah, and he has a great result. And you. That would be great. Well, you both have a great result. You slam into each other and struggle. He's trying to stab at you with the dagger, but you've got, you know, you're holding on to his forearm, and your other arms are locked on each other's throats and pushing back and forth, and it's sort of an indecisive struggle. You knock a few things over, you knock over Sugar Tits, little ottoman, and a bottle of, of uh, like, cologne, cheap cologne that Sugar Tits wears. Oh, crap, breaks. Now you've done it, says Enzo. And, do uh, you want to attack him back? Uh, I want to, uh, <clears throat> push something out of my anus. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm picturing that happen right in the middle of a fight, and so I think that he's going to get another swing at you with that dagger while you're straining and pushing that thing out. To push it out in one fluid motion and then use it seems too much. But 
<clears throat> this time, he only gets a fair result. And uh, we'll see how you do. As he's trying to wrench the knife away. Oh, I got better. Okay, what'd you get? What what was what were we rolling? Power. Power. So, so you, you trans superb. You got trans superb. Well, he tried, but he cannot get loose with the knife. In fact, he drops the knife. You're holding on to his wrist, you know, and he's trying to push it forward. And his hand starts to shake a little bit, and he drops the knife, falls down, lands in the toilet. Because you guys are fighting right by there. And then you've got the syringe now come out of your ass. You, you, you reach into your pants pocket, get it. And, I mean, pocket. You reach down the back of your pants to grab this stinky little syringe, <laughs> and you do what? Uh, I'm, okay, well, um, I'll, I'll stab him with it. Okay, make a power roll. Take the cap off, and then uh, he's just got a... He's got fair results. When, it, when you pull it out of your ass, the cap's already off. So <laughs> where'd it go? <laughs> oh, is that trans superb? Yes. Well, right in the neck. Thunk. The syringe just slams his neck. I didn't want to have to do that. And his eyes just go huge. It's this huge burning hole opens in the side of his neck. It splits one of his veins. And he starts bleeding everywhere because the acid in the syringe is just eating right through his skin that fast. And he falls to the ground bleeding. Okay. Well. And you still got the transistor radio. I'm going to take the... You can still hear the sounds of pudding commotion from outside. I grab the syringe and I'm going to grab that knife out of the toilet. Okay. What do you do with the knife in the toilet? Well, for now, I'll put it in my waistband. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would I would hate to see you try to... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, meanwhile, while this is... While this, just picked up yeah. That. While this is going on, Headley, in the general commotion... I'm so You're not going to have any? You're not going to have any pudding? Oh, I would love to have some pudding. I, I just, I, now, my intention was to present this to Sugar Tits for him to distribute as he desired. Or oh, keep this is the first himself. bag. This is the first bag. Well, I'm, I'm not sure whether there's going to be any ball bags because whoa, 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 the gods... Whoa, 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 whoa. I was told, like, 36 bags or some shit. That's true. There's 36 more bags, but uh, the gods have taken them all. We'll back up. Hang on a minute. You said the gods took all the pudding? The gods took all the pudding. That's right. Sugar, he walks over and whispers something in Sugar Tit's ears. And you see, like, Sugar Tit's eyes, it's almost like start glowing red. You can just imagine. And he... he you can tell all his bodies and muscles are tensing up. And he whispers something back to uh, back to Headley. And then Headley, wait a minute, everybody, listen up, listen up. Listen up, everybody, calm down, calm down. I heard the guards, our brother, our brother, Frank, tells me there's 36 bags of pudding and the guards done took it. Well, shouts of indignant anger and rage at that. And of course, it's still free time. The cell block are not all locked down during free time. People can go wander around in the yard or go to the commissary or whatever. And slowly, the mood starts to get real ugly. And, uh... Headley looks like he's trying to keep control of things at first, but then Sugar Tish stands up, and there's a silence that falls over the place again. And Sugar Tish says... In his quiet voice, but everybody hears it. Bring me that motherfucking pudding. And the place goes wild. Guys start streaming out of the cell block. Within a few seconds, you hear some gunshots from outside. Oh, Jesus. 
for probably from the guards in the towers. And as everyone's streaming out past you, and Headley too, he's running out there. Sugar Tiz gets up and starts walking in that direction. And uh, there's a lot of people in this cell block. There's not that many guards outside, man, in the towers and everything. You guys are still in here, though. You don't know what kind of trouble and turmoil those guys have gotten up to. You see front, uh, Duke coming back down the metal stairs. <coughs> he looks a little shaken, you know, like something's gone down. But uh, anyway, m- most of the cell block's actually empty now. There's little old, older dudes and people who don't care about pudding or guys who don't want to get in trouble are still kind of hanging around here. But mostly it's just you two in this suddenly empty cell block. What the hell's going on here? They find out about the pudding? Yes, they did. As a matter of fact, now there's a... Looks like the pudding riot I hoped for may just uh, be happening right now. And I think if you can get... I see what you've got there. And if you can get that to the bean machine, we might be able to get the fuck out of here. But we got to get Stroker first. got to get Stroker during this uh, commotion. I there's think. a few more gunshots from outside now. Probably coming from the tower. But then you hear this great big... Whole bunch of voices doing it. You haven't heard that since the first night you came in. That's the call of the Pale Riders. They just did it. One of the guys did it to taunt you that night you walked in. And now it's like there's dozens and dozens and dozens of voices doing it out in the yard. And then there's some from the dog pack, and then even more noise. You haven't looked out there. What you think is probably happening now is not only a big pudding ride, but a huge full scale brawl between. The Pale Riders and the Dog Pack. Meanwhile, you're still alone in here. What do you do? Well, I can't carry around this radio. Well, I guess you said I could fit it in my pocket, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's just like a, almost not that much bigger than a pack of cigarettes. But you got to get to cell block A, which means going back into the yard. And I got And while you do that, I reckon I have to go to the infirmary and see if I can. Yeah, that sounds stroke. like a good division of labor. Well, we'll start with uh, we'll start with you, Duke. And you head out of the yard, and there's a lot going on out here. And it's really just a matter of random chance whether some people come crashing into you or not. But do you do anything to de-emphasize attention from yourself? Or, you know, you don't have that long to go to get to cell block A. You just run like hell for cell block A? Or? Uh, I'm going to try to, like, fast walk. There okay. Not, not look too strange. Okay, now you're probably not going to be noticed, but I'm going to roll one fudge die. And if it comes up with a plus sign, luckily it does not. They're so intent on their combat and they're screaming and yelling. There are guards involved in the melee now, too. It's a serious situation. By now, there's a siren that has started to go off over and over. And it's it's a terrible scene. Luckily, you're able to stay out of most of it. Of course, you'll both have to get through this. But you uh, head into cell block A, where all the Musterites, the Heller gang, they're just staying and blocking the entrance of cell block A. Like, they're staying aloof from all this craziness out in the yard. They're trying to prevent it from spilling over into this, but when they see you coming, they part ranks. And Everm being the beam machine is sitting in the center of that cell block, cell block A. Uh, Mr. Bean? Yes, my brother. I've got your radio for you. <sighs> Wasn't easy. Had to kill a man. <laughs> Sounds like you did more than kill a man. Uh, what? Sounds to me like there's a full-scale oh, riot happening. Well, there. it's just a pudding riot. Fools, so quick to take the path of violence. They will never achieve the righteous position of Godhead and populating their own planets as I will after death. And as you can too, brother, if you take the well, right step. Well, I just killed a man, so... 
I don't know how righteous that is. Oh, I told, I tell you, I tell you truly that anger is righteous. Was Jesus not angry when he overturned the, well, the tables of the moneylenders in the temple? I think we talked about that, that before. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about that, brother, and that is because anger will serve you well. I will now give you my blessing, brother. And he lays his hand on your head. And all the rest of them bow, da- bow their heads in prayer. And he says these words, Umim, Thumim, Shalach, Ibrahim. And it's definitely Mormon. That is the blessing. Thank you. And, and, you, and the idea is that you know that blessing now. These are secret words, words of power. Okay. And as as, as Melvin Grubbs explained to you, this will show you to be a, you know any musterite you were to say this to will show you to be a friend of theirs. Like you may not be one of them, but you've done them a service. Okay. Umim thumim shalach Ibrahim. And with that, you stand up, and Evram says to you, My brother, you have great power and great leadership potential. Hmm. I strongly urge you to save your soul and follow our ways and become one of us. I'll think about it, yes. I have to, you know, read up on it and all that, of course. Now, one question. I know you've got them all crazy out there, but uh, what about this pudding that we heard came in today? You saving all that just for the dog pack, or is there a little pudding for your new friends? Oh, we'd love to share some, but uh, right now, it, that's what the what they're all upset about, is that the guards confiscate. What? Yeah. What? And all of a sudden, all the musterites get up in arms, and they run out in and join the riot, screaming oh, and yelling. Righteous anger. Right that's, there. that's right. And so there's some righteous anger in the yard. Meanwhile, you also are trying to get across the yard. Are you running flat out? For, you got longer to go. Are you running flat out for the admin building? Or are you trying to be sneaky? And I'm not even. No, the guards have other things to worry about right now. So I don't think being sneaky and going slow. I just want to get it done as fast as possible while they still have other things to worry about. Well, and when I say being sneaky, I'm also talking about as you're going across, you know, the uh, yard where this huge battle and riot is going I mean, on. If it's possible, I mean, I'm going to hang to the shadows so pale riders don't notice just, you. Just kind of go, yeah, just uh, right. skirt the malay. Okay. <laughs> it's the best way that yeah. I can, but I still would like to go quickly. Oh, shit. You get about halfway across the yard and uh, uh fellow I've mentioned before named Salisbury Steak uh, sees you and he comes running over to you. Somewhere from somewhere he's got this iron pipe. And he comes, Now I got you, boy. Guess where I'm going to stick this. And he swings it at you. Both of you make power rolls. And Salisbury Steak gets a great result. Of course, not a lot of... My God. What do you get? Uh, mediocre. Oh, my. Don't so, forget your fudge points. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, well, yes. This is would be the time. This would be the time to use those fudge points. What they do is they add a plus. And as of right now, with a mediocre result and his great result, you're going to be, I think, out of action, if not bad, either badly injured or out of action. So I would definitely use a fudge point. And what he can do with a fudge point, listeners, is bump up his result by one. Like if it was mediocre, then one fudge point will bring it up to fair, two to good, three to great, and so on and so forth. And he had a great result? He had a great result with his iron pipe. 
Oh, well, I mean, I can't even offset all the minuses, uh, but I can offset two of them. But I mean, I guess I have to. Yeah, I mean, so I, w I will do that, and instead of mediocre, uh, the result has been. Well, in that case, you are merely—is it battered? battered? You are merely battered a bit with the iron pipe, and are still in fighting trim for your follow-up attack, if you would like to make one. And good. Okay, and I know that that, that you're more uh, of an ego man than a power man, but you have a good result. He swings the iron pipe again. Uh oh. Well, this is going to be a fair result for him. So he, uh, that's actually going to batter him a little bit. You two are battering each other viciously. So far, he's still sort of on the fringes of the melee, and not other people have not jumped in. But he's in it now. You can tell he's ready. He's in it for good. You can hear it from the way he's breathing. And, uh, don't back or nothing. Once a Night Ranger, always a Night Ranger. And everybody knows the Night Ranger is nothing but a bunch of pussies. He says as he swings the pipe. And, uh-oh. <laughs> Gives a trans superb result. Uh, just good. Okay, in that case, you, sir, are injured badly. I'm going to say you throw up your forearm, you know, to block the blow, and it cracks. Ooh! Possibly even a hairline fracture in the arm or something. Hurts worse than it. You got a lot of adrenaline and stuff, but you know that's going to ache later. You can tell it cracked just the wrong way. It's actually an injury. And uh, now at this point, you could try running and getting lost in the crowd from him or fight him again. And you're both battered, <clears throat> but now you're injured. Are there any members of the dog pack in nearby? I might call for help for you. Do you know a call they might recognize? <laughs> and from not far away, four or five of them run over and just pile onto him, tackle him. You kind of fall away from the immediate melee. And as he's being dragged down under them, he's like, I'll get you! I'll get you! I just give him a double fucking middle finger and run off. Now they're all now they're all dogpiling on him and beating the shit out of him. But by this time, several other pale riders have come up. So now there's just a melee, another melee cluster as you tear off towards the admin building. And there's not even a guard at the door. But you push in the door, and the first person you see standing there is the warden. Warden Wells. Okay, well. now. Okay, now. Take it easy, Frank. Take it easy. No one's allowed to come into the admin center. I know everybody's feelings are very... Everybody needs to just cool down. Why don't you just have a seat? I understand, Just Lord. take take yourself a nice... Just have yourself a nice cool down. I don't want any trouble. You can see his hands are, are shaking really bad. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder. <laughs> no, no. No need no need to be so up, uptight now. This this is certainly a putting riot going on, but why don't you just... Pretend you never saw me. Just go, go somewhere else. Now, now, Frank. You know I, you know I can't do that, Frank. I've, I've got to do the right thing. My father, the county commissioner, put me in this job for a reason, and I just can't let you do that. So what I suggest is that you sit down and breathe deeply several times, okay? And then I want you to think of a happy place. If you don't just let me in here and go fuck off, I'm going to snap your neck. I'm sorry. I'm going to snap your head right off your neck. Uh, make a uh, ego roll. And frankly, you only need a good result on this. Trans superb. <laughs> Frank, 
I'll pray for you, Frank. He says he runs off into another room and slams the door, and you can hear him piling furniture up outside the door. And uh, I assume you go tearing off to the infirmary. Yes. And when you get into the infirmary, the second you get in there, you see uh, Dr. Scrote lying dead on the floor in a puddle of his own blood, and Stroker is ripping IV out of his arm going, it's about goddamn time. Got his fast as I could, Stroker. Is it, a, is it time to go, motherfucker? It's time to go, and there's quite a riot going on, so we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to so regret missing this riot. It's been a long time since I've been in a good riot. Did you have to kill Dr. Scrote now? Oh, I had to. He looked at me funny. All right, then. Anyway, and he's still wearing, though, like the the buttless, you know. <laughs> Got hospital gown. <laughs> yeah. Right. But he comes running, just tearing out there with you. And uh, where are you all going to meet up at? I assume over by the laundry area because, and what are you doing? Yeah. You, you, you probably should go get grub, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'll assume he comes out, he's, uh, of course, he's not going to be going with you. He's just the guy who's going to move the laundry thing back into place so that no one can tell how you got out, theoretically. Certainly, uh, you got that riot you wanted, didn't you? Yep. Masterfully done. Masterfully done, let me say. The manipulation of the public is one of the keys to leadership. I would not disagree with that, but I think we're on a little bit of a schedule, so why don't we just get this going? Yes, I agree. So, Stroker, how you doing, Grub? Very well, thank you. All right, so you guys go running off through the... And again, there's all kinds of crazy happening, but not a lot of it spilled over to the rock pile because it's not really in the yard area or the... Now, you've got the key which gets you out through there. I assume, where do you go first? I'm going to go to the shed and okay. get a power cutter. Okay, you guys get... You open up the shed. You get your keys. You get out the power cutter. It's pretty heavy. Struggle, you need me to help you with that, man? No, I think I got it just fine. Thank you. Well, right now, how are we getting the hell out of here? Well, I'm on. Now, I don't need the forklift to lift the machine. Or? Don't worry. I'm on the forklift, says Grub. All right, well, here's the keys. And uh, there's a dock behind the laundry room. And uh, once that door's open, uh, Grub drives a forklift in. There's still the signs, sounds of violence everywhere. The siren's still going off. And uh, it's been going off for a while. It might even be getting annoying at this point. And he drives it in and he puts a forklift up, up underneath that great big industrial washer that you were working with in the laundry. And it's whole thing up about four feet and there's a lot of rubber hoses and stuff still attached you know down into the, the works below it so he doesn't lift it up all the way to rip those out and damage them or anything it's just enough you get the feeling he's done this before he knows exactly what he's doing he's the guy who helped Pete Stryker get out so long ago <clears throat> he looks at both of you and he reaches out shakes hands with you we'll shake hands in real life to make it meaningful alright don't let me down get that message I got a message for you what is it well I need you to get in contact with Stephanie Deal, my my wife, because uh, I don't think I'm going to see her uh, until, you know, much later, and she's going to be worried about me, and I'm going to be worried about her. So if you can, she's somewhere in West Wells, that's all I know. She's going to be trying to get a job there, and uh, I don't know if you have any ways to... Is she a pretty girl? 
Oh, she's very pretty. She'll have no trouble finding work in West Wells, believe me. I don't know if that's a comfort to you or not. Well, I know the type of job she'll be able to get, and I know it comes with some um, bad, you know, aspects to it. Uh, but I just wanted to make sure that somebody knows to get in uh, touch with her, you know, in case I can't. Maybe, maybe have a, maybe have him send her to Jupiter and find him. Yeah, and just tell her well, I'm headed to Jupiter Springs. I'll do it now. Before we go, tell me the message that you're going to give a, the agent in Jupiter Springs. Again, young gentleman goes by the name of Plunger. One twenty, four forty-six. Yeah, yeah. Albedo seven point four. Yes, yes. Polar point Zulu. Oh yes, yes. One forty, six seven. L or C U or something. It's a C. It's a C. C. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll commit that to memory. I'll commit that to memory. All right, if you say L. That could throw everything off by a magnitude of 5,000. Well, that would not be good at all. All right. Can we please get out of here? I'm tired of this sentimental bullshit, says Stroker. Well, I'm going to fire up the power cutter. Uh, assuming, assuming that's, that's what, what you Yeah, yeah, yeah they got a big iron plate on the floor, but it's set in with big heavy rivets. There's no way that... Because they don't want anyone unscrewing it. So, yeah, and it takes a while, but luckily there's so much noise... Yeah, but but Stroker, of course, keeps standing there offering unhelpful comments like, try to get around the side there. No, 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 get around the side. To the left. No, no, your left. Your left, motherfucker. No, let me have that. And then, then you won't let him have it. And so it's Stroker's just trying to get in on it. Because now he's getting nervous. He wants out of here now that it's starting to really happen. But soon enough, you cut right through that. And you can pop it right off. You'll cut through the rivet. And uh, about half halfway along, say about two miles from here, all right? It's about halfway along the pipe. There's going to be a ventilation shaft above. You should be able to unscrew it from inside. You get out. You go three miles to the south. You're going to find a small compound. It's not Musterton. There, you're going to find a family by the name of Yeller. They will help you. If you give them the blessing, they'll help you get to the plane. That's why you need the blessing. All right. Godspeed. Thank you for your help, Mr. Girl. Thank you. Thank you. Don't worry, we see each other again. <laughs> Alright. Listen, there's something I gotta tell you. If you're ever in a Circle K outside of Norman, Oklahoma, do not talk to the gentleman in the black Stetson. And with that, now go, go, quickly. Guards are coming this way. I need to hurry up and get everything together. And uh, it's just as you crawl in and you start dropping in the hole, he's already lowering the thing down. And you begin crawling along. And Stroker, he's crawling like a snake. He's just snaking his way down there as fast as he can. You hear above you the big boom of the big industrial washer sitting down. You just hope that Melvin can get the everything returned and back in his spot. No one will ever know what happened to you I after hope this riot. That, uh, there is a way out of here. We're not trapped in this pipe forever. Oh, don't worry. You would never want to be trapped with me in a dark hole underground. Well, if, if Peace Striker got out, then I imagine it's, we'll do the same. Yeah, but for now, we just have to be allies of inconvenience, says Stroker. And you guys go, uh, man, it takes a long time to crawl that far. And your elbows and knees. But at the same time, it's sort of a, almost a relief and peaceful to be away from all that chaos in the prison, which could have enveloped you at any moment. And... 
I think it's down here, what he, just like he said. Says Stroker. Of course, it's dark, but there's actually some fresh air coming. They have to ventilate these tunnels from time to time. And they also need access to them in case they ever need to get down in and make repairs. So there's a basically what looks like a, a manhole grate in the middle of uh, you know a desert-like environment above you. But within a few minutes, you and Stroker together have uh, popped that place and you're out fresh air. Free at last, free at last, free at last, says Stroker. And he's waving back and forth. He's just still wearing this stupid little hospital gown. His skinny white ass is glowing in the moonlight. But uh, so far, you know, they probably don't even know you're gone yet. And I assume you'll you'll head south through the... It's basically just like running south through the wilderness, though. But soon enough, sooner than you'd, you'd expect, because you're going pretty fast, Stroker doesn't say much. Everybody's just breathing heavy. He's actually barefoot, and you can tell it's, it's getting hard on him, but he ain't going to say anything, you know. And uh, but there's a light down the distance, like... Uh, and you see it's a it's a big... Uh, it's like a pole lamp outside of a of a... You can only call it a compound. It's got like an eight-foot-high wall around it. And uh, inside, you can see there's an old farmhouse and uh, a couple of outbuildings and a silo and a windmill in there and a telephone line leading into it and uh, so on and so forth. And as you creep up to the front, uh, the the big gate of the thing's not even closed, though. There's a pickup truck, and there's some guys... uh, in, uh, wearing, they look like almost like Amish or Mennonites. They're wearing these like flat, sort of broad-brimmed black hats and uh, suit jackets, and they're just loading up. Uh, they're loading out of the truck some groceries and supplies and things like that. And uh, then two guys in prison jumpsuits and one guy in a little hospital buttless gown come looming up out of the darkness at them. Whoa there, brothers, says one. And another one reaches out and pulls out a shotgun. Whoa, we don't want any trouble here, friends. No, nor do we. We've, uh... We can't aid and abet criminals, friends, although we have no love for the authorities. We can't let you rest here. We know where you're from. Well, then you must know who sent us. Why? gave us our, um, blessing. His blessing. And, uh... Oh, you have the blessing? Mm-hmm. Say Uma Thurman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and you remember then? Oh yeah. Oh, Uman Thurman uh, Shlek Ibrahim, my friend. And he holds his arm out. The other one lowers the shotgun, and he embraces you. Pat you on the back. He says, "Brother, your pronunciation is atrocious." I'm so sorry. But I know that you must have done a great, great service for a great, great man to know that blessing. Well, I did. The time has come. We'll help you the way my uncle and my father helped another man long ago. Oh, I see. Yes. Pete Stryker. Come this way. And first thing he does is uh, takes you into his home. And you walk into this great big parlor, and there's like four women between the ages of 12 and 60 all in this room sewing and there's a couple more back in the kitchen and Stroker goes well 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 I feel like a kid in a candy store oh no I'm so embarrassed he says as through the flimsy gown he's becoming visibly aroused 
And uh, one of them, one of the musterites says to you, Can you control your friend or do we need to? I'm going to turn to him and say, uh, <clears throat> I don't like your inflection. That erection. <laughs> I was going to try to do a Dr. Dre rap. <laughs> like, I wrote that. I wrote that. But I, I, it wasn't coming to me fast uh, enough. Well, um, <laughs> Stroker is smart enough to chill for a minute. You know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be now. I've been inside for a long time. And uh, I forgot they was girls. I forgot they pretty good, too. But uh, you disgust me says one of the women. He goes, oh yeah, say it again. He's really making himself unwelcome and in danger of screwing this whole thing up. Stroker, uh, just shut the fuck up, please. We got, we, we got to get out of here. So close now. Don't, and you don't, don't ruin it. Don't, don't, don't you be, don't you be upsetting this man's wives. Well. And or daughters or whatever. Well, I get him mixed up all the time. He's not. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, pretty soon, one of the, one of the two guys, the one who was holding the shotgun earlier, comes out with clothes for you guys. It's like the same outfits they're wearing, like with the broad brim hats and the, the black jack, kind of a Mennonite or Amish type of look. And and uh, they don't fit really well. In fact, uh, on you two guys, you I picture Duke as a pretty big guy. And yeah, it's, he's big. It's pretty tight, and when you put the jacket on, it like rips through the back. So you just have to wear like the shirt. It's like a, a collarless shirt with suspenders, you know. And Stroker, I look damn good in this. I make this look good. You know, maybe I'll just stay on here and get a few wives of my own. No, you will not. You will go, says the other one. And then he hands you some keys. Okay. You go down the highway to mile marker 37. There'll be a dirt track. You follow it up through the wilderness. He's talking wilderness with a capital W, which is kind of what they call their Badlands type area where it gets hilly and there's some canyons and pine forests and things like that. Follow the dirt track. You'll find a barn. In the barn, you'll find what you need. And then he embraces both of you, but not Stroker. Go with God, brothers. Thank you. May all the gods of all the many worlds bless you. And when Christ comes back from his heavenly throne to reclaim this world. I know and I pray and I hope that you will be among the elect. Can we just go already, god damn it? Oh, Jesus freak mother. And I imagine you guys get Stroker yeah, onto the truck. Hurry him away. Who's driving? Um, the, the, oh, the, so we're driving a truck. Yeah, I'll drive the truck. Yeah, and unfortunately, somebody's got to sit in the middle, you know, because it's just the cab. Who's going to sit in the middle? I picture Stroker. That's funniest. Yeah. yeah Stroker's sitting in the middle. I just love going for rides in the moonlight. It would be romantic, boys, if it was under different circumstances. If you anyway. say so, Stroker. Well, you guys head out on the highway, and there's no problem yet, except to go down the highway, you got to drive right back past the prison. And by the time you drive past it, there's like fire trucks out there, and about like 35 police cars from West Wells and other neighboring communities. And it is partly on fire. There's this huge arc of water spraying into the prison, and you don't know what kind of pandemonium has gone on there. But it's certainly... They don't look like they're conducting a big search or anything right now. But you go down the highway, and eventually you do see the mile marker in there. Sure enough, you almost miss it in the dark, but it, it's not even a... It's like a track, barely. And luckily, this is a pickup, and you can go off-road in it. 
But it takes you into the wilderness. Beautiful country around here, says Stroker. So, well, boys, tell me about this Jupiter Springs we're going to. Is it going to be a nice place for me to sell down after I slit your throats? Uh, it's pretty nice, yeah. Nice. It's a lovely, lovely little town, and, uh... I miss it so much. I can't wait to get back. Well, what you got? Any, got any family there, dude? I do. Oh yeah, what you got yourself? Pretty little. Oh, I thought I heard your pretty little wife came. You got a pretty little ex-wife? Uh, my, I had it. My my boy's mother passed away. Um, I heard so. Uh, all I have is my boy now. Oh, you got a boy? Yeah, I do. How old's your boy? Don't answer that. Well, I, I what's his name? Where'd you go to school? Maybe I have to look <laughs> him up. No, but uh, I was gonna show Frank uh, just because uh, we're in. Uh, he says he might be his boy, but uh, I know it's not because uh, I know he. Uh, I saw a picture. Of, Irene sent me a picture of uh, Chip uh, just after he was born. Chip, that's the young man's name. Yeah, well, can't be that many chips in Jupiter Springs. It's not going to matter too much what you hear now. Got plans? Well, you guys uh, <clears throat> are still... Meanwhile, during this conversation, you're bouncing, you know, through the off-roads and, and uh, going through the, the pine forest, and you almost lose the track a few times, and there's a few places where the path has grown over a little bit with small vegetation that you got to grow over. But uh, just beyond that, the path... it joins up with a paved road and it's not like a double wide paved road but it looks like maybe for service vehicles or something and it was a little vague about that so you know you try to follow it the best you can but coming up from up ahead there's just there's a park ranger's truck it's like a, a ford explorer and it's just parked sideways across the road this little paved service road there's no way around it because of the woods on either side that and uh there? Uh, park ranger gets out, holds his hand up. Don't worry, I kill him. It's a stroker. No, no, no. Guy walks up to uh, to the to your to your car, driver's side window. Caps roll, on the window. Roll it down. Oh, good evening, uh, brothers. Oh, good evening. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm afraid roads closed up ahead. Uh, just word just came over the radio. Uh, it's looking like maybe they got. They've had a lot of problems down at the prison, and uh, they did a head count, and they're missing some people, so we're closing off all the roads that lead uh, outside of the area, and uh, can't let you pass for now, okay? And uh, You can go right back down to the highway and go go around that way. There's a roadblock there where they're checking IDs and so on and so forth, but my instructions are no one, no one further down this road. Mm. This will anger God. Very well, much. I don't want to anger God, but I also don't want to... You know, anger my watch sergeant. Oh, that Uma Thurman? Gave me the, gave me the, gave me the, uh... Uh, yeah. I'm just like a kid. It's a stroke. I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna you say that have to do something. message just in case he... I don't think he's one of them, though. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't speak, uh... You say Yiddish? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, Jibber fellas, Jibber. I know it's inconvenient, but uh, I don't mean there's nothing up this road anyway except access up to uh, old rural Route 15 and, uh, you know... What are, you guys, what are you boys doing driving around here in the middle of the night, anyway? Oh, uh, we were asked to visit a barn. Barn? Is there a barn? Well, off of the yeah, bar- well, I mean, there's the old McGillicuddy barn at that place, but that was burned down long ago. I mean, the barn is just a shell. 
I don't know who owns it. I mean, it uh, really needs to be, probably be torn down. What are you going up there for? Mm, it's, um... Well, we were told that there was going to be uh, an, an aircraft stored in a, in a barn that we, we were supposed to be borrowing. So wait a minute now. We got a couple of Musterites. This is going Musterite to business. An old barn to borrow a plane. Yes. Yes. For religious reasons. Boys, give me a few minutes, okay? And he turns around and starts walking back to the now I think the he's port explorer. So he's either gonna move it, so you pass, or he's gonna call somebody, or what? What do you do? I told you, just kill him. Just just gun it and smash him up against the other vehicle. Stroker. I don't think that's going to be necessary, Stroker. What you going to do? I'm just going to wait and see what he see what he what he does, what he says. Yeah, well, if he comes walking back over the car. It takes about five minutes if you want to wait that long. He comes walking over the car. But this time you notice he's got his hand on the butt of his pistol, and he's saying something into the in the speaker on the side of this clipped up onto his shoulder. He said. Hey, listen, boys, I'm going to have to just ask you to hang tight here. I'm sorry, something about your story just sounded a little funny, and uh, I'm going to have some uh, fellow officers come up. We're going to take your IDs, process everything. So if I can start with you, big fella. Uh, can I see your ID? Yeah, yeah, sure can. Uh, do you need me to step out of the car or anything? Just Let's just have the idea first, buddy. Just keep your hands where I can see them, all of you. All right. Easy. God damn it. It, appe- it appears that I have forgotten my wallet. Oh, shit, I forgot my wallet, too. This stroker. And I'm just going to open the door, oh, slam oh, it into oh, this guy. Okay, he's not expecting that, and that knocks him back on his ass. What are you going to do then? I'm going to get out and, like, go for his gun and shoot him in the fucking head. Oh, my God. Okay. I think he might struggle for the gun a little bit, even though he's reeling back. Let's make uh Uh-oh. That's not good for him. He has a fair result. I have a great Oh no, well that gun cracks and boom! It hit him in the head. Wait, were you shooting or just hitting him with the gun? Oh, you I was gonna shoot him. I thought you were, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you know, you are a hardened criminal. I mean, and, yeah. and, and I can't... What else are we gonna do, run? I mean... Well, if I could suggest something before you shoot, Frank, uh, maybe you could just use his handcuffs and, and uh... Handcuff him. I thought you were supposed to be a stone cold killer. Now, yeah, Wilson, you were getting ready to shoot him, and then, you know, Duke's like, wait, wait, you know. I thought you said you were supposed to be a stone cold killer. Go ahead, kill him. Kill him. Do it. Well, I've, I mean, I, well, now I've got, I mean. Come over to the dark side, I Just handcuff him, Duke. Let's take his truck and get out of here. You all Actually, such let's, a bunch of I'm pussies. just going to move his truck. That's a good idea. You guys are just a bunch of big pussies. That's fine. You should have shot him. I thought you were supposed to be some stone cold killer. I bet you ain't killed nobody. Well, I did kill someone. And I'm uh, fixing to kill another person, too, real soon. Well, pers- having been persuaded not to kill the park ranger, who looks like he's probably got a good long life ahead of him if he can be spared death in this moment. And he's, you know, I assume you, like, knock him over the head, handcuff him, go dump him in the woods, move his truck out of the way, rip some wires out, you know, I mean, I don't want to 
do it for you, but I I can picture all the little things you might do. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I just dump him in the bed of the truck, move the truck to the side of the road, That's and like, disable it so that he can't try to follow us. He's sort of non-lethal, but he's still sort of unconscious, and it's going to take a while. But his radio, though, you keep hearing. <laughs> he keeps oh, there's, uh, six nine seven respond. Six nine seven respond. Uh, I'm going to grab the radio and say. Um, suspects have headed back towards the prison. Um, I'm not sure exactly what uh, their plan is, but they are now uh, running, uh, and I'm going to be in pursuit. Code three. Okay. Who is this? What's your operating number? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I assume you just take off after saying yeah. that. And your muster right truck heads off, and soon enough, you go up around a bend and along a ridge, and at the of a big valley where the, the ground slopes off and it's pretty flat. There's this big old barn. Part of the roof's missing. You know, you can see the, like, the skeletal lines of the roof structure and everything. And you can see where there's been an old burned-out farmhouse and so on and so forth. Right this moment of truth, Stroker says. And I assume you got to pull up, get out of the truck, and you lo and behold, yes, there's a little Beechcraft plane right in there. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to fly again. Dreams do come true, boys. I sure hope you are a good pilot. Oh, I'm the best. Anyway, Stroker uh, hops into the plane. And uh, who sits co-pilot seat? I'll sit in the right seat because I want to like try to watch what he's doing and learn how to. Yeah. Think. And where are you gonna sit, Duke? Uh, behind Stroker or behind? Behind Stroker. Okay. And uh, is there any? Uh, parachutes. No. No, no supplies. No. No, no. But it takes a while. He's like, I gotta go through my pre-flight checklist. Oh, fuck. He says. And he fires the whole thing up and taxis it out of the place. It bounces a little bit. Could be hard getting the speed up on his grass. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Hold on. Plane gathers momentum and speed. And there's a false start for a second. Oops, I'm sorry. I gotta get my wings back. And then... You feel it in your gut. This plane takes off. And as it gets altitude, you can even see back in the distance, several miles away, on the desert, the burning scar of Hardgate Prison. And who knows how much that fire extended or, or what happened there. I ain't going to miss that place, I tell I you what. I think I can smell the burnt pudding from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be from Jupiter Springs. If I only have one regret yeah. is I didn't get none of that pudding you boys were so hot about. First thing I'm gonna do after I kill you. you know, I've got the guns through. Perhaps you should rethink this plan of yours. Well, I'd be lying if I said I didn't become somewhat fond of you fellas. I would have hated to kill you, but my pride tells me that's the only way. You got some alternative arrangement? Uh, yeah, we kill you. Maybe I just hate my... Maybe I decide I hate my life and I just plunge this plane to the side of a mountain. Cause we got mountains up ahead, boy. It's gonna be real bumpy. This plane ain't exactly designed for going over mountains, you know. Maybe I fly through a pass. That'd be dangerous. Just like Nom. And he had a creepy look in his eyes. And, uh... He, t- he keeps going. Now, it doesn't take all that long. And I think maybe within about two hours, you would probably reach... Cooper Springs, they ask yourself. Now, boys, we can't be landing in no commercial airport. I see the lights of the city down there right now. Where do you think we ought to land? You say you you, you from this town. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to land? Where's there ain't going to be not a lot around where I'm going to crash in a building or nothing? Well, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> I mean, I... 
There's probably not like sectionals in them. And I, Frank doesn't even know what a sectional is. Uh, Only place well, I can think. There's of. a municipal airport on the north side of town. Yeah, but they gonna want some kind of certifications and whatnot, call sign and bullshit. No, no, you got an old highway out. Well, this is this is. I mean, well, I, we can't live on the highway. Wait, what's that down there? It looks like a big abandoned church, a hospital, or something down there on the edge of town. What's that thing? Is that Saint, the Walmart that they? Insane asylum. Is that no. is an insane asylum? That sounds appropriate. Well, yeah. Yeah, that looks like a nice big stretch of highway down there. Ooh, that looks like a bar down there. That looks like a truck stop down there. Maybe I'll go get myself a cold one. Yeah, that's the Europa Roadhouse, looks like. That sounds We're like real my close kind of to the pudding factory, actually. Maybe we just take this down right there on the service road by that big by that big park you got there. What is that? Some kind of forest? Yeah, that's a right, state forest. Alright boys, this could get nasty, alright? I'm gonna take this bitch down. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, we're in this together now, boys. Maybe, maybe, maybe I ain't gotta kill you after all. And he takes it in. He's getting closer and closer and closer. And somebody roll for Stroker. Stroker has uh, an effective. He's a great pilot. Okay, but he's gonna need a superb roll to land out here. This thing's not nearly long enough for one thing. He's coming in at a bad angle. He hasn't done this in forever. So, somebody go ahead and roll for him. He needs superb, he has great ability. And it looks like he got superb. He got it right on superb. And here, er, er, and when he touches down, there's a lurch, and you bump a few times, like, whoa there, whoa there, whoa there. And he finally gets down, and he takes it all the way, and for some reason, at the very last moment, he goes, off the road and to the right. Whoops, he says. And one of the wings tears off on a tree outside Taloa Pines State Forest. And everything comes to a rest. And you got to kind of lurch forward. And he goes, Well, we've arrived. Okay, there's just one thing I got to do. And then he reaches for the gun. Make a power roll. Uh-oh. He's only got a good result. So I've got... Fair. Oh, ha! Oh, oh! Who's got the gun now? Stroke has got the gun now. Now, boys, I tell you, I told you already. I told you, I'm beginning to feel a little bit of affection for y'all. All right. Now, I'm gonna slowly get out the plane. Get your ass out my way, Duke okay. Allendale. I'm going to like raise my hands up and kind of act like I'm backing up. That's right. Take it nice and easy now. No reason for us to part enemies. All right. This looks like a nice big forest. I think I'll go... What's that say on that sign? Sabertooth Cave? Maybe I'll go hide in there, boys. Looks like a good place to hide out for a while. Now I ain't gonna kill you. You just let me go. And he just keeps backing up. He's out of the truck now. You guys wanna let him go? Out of the plane? plane. Huh? Plane. Out of the plane, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I don't really wanna let him go. Well, if he ever... I'm just going to... I'm going to have my hands up so that I'm hoping that he thinks, you know, he's got the gun. He doesn't know that I'm armed. And you know there's five bullets in the gun. It's a service revolver. Um, so I'm hoping he turns his back. Well, when he gets to the edge of the tree line, he does. And he turns his back to plunge into the forest. And then I'm going to make a desperate throw... <laughs> This knife. Of your knife? Yeah. Okay. Right in the back. 
I think that needs a superb result. Yeah. It's not even a balanced throwing knife, but... And we've got... And so... I got a superb... Superb! The knife flies through the air and... Thunk! Smacks in the stroker's back. He turns around a second with this look of... That's so unfair. And then he stumbles backwards, and he just looks like he drops! You can't see where it went. You wanna go check it out? I just wanna get the fuck out of here. You wanna go? I won't go. Alright, well, leaving fuck Stroker yeah. to his fate, whatever it was. Like I said, there's a lot of ravines and things like that, and caves, sinkholes, who knows what happened to him. But he suddenly disappeared. I've got time with to the go gun. chasing after him. And I guess you guys better run off on foot. First place you get to would be probably Europa Roadhouse, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Seems likely. And it's been a long time, long time, since you've been to Europa Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. And, uh, anyway, you guys go in and order yourselves a beer or whatever. I guess, of course, you don't have any money or anything. No. But, uh, you can at least rethink things there and, uh, you know, calm your body down for a minute and get yourselves collected. And, uh, as you're sitting in there, you can't help but notice up at the neon window, it keeps looking like there's a, a face peeking in through the through the neon. And uh, like like somebody peeking into the bar from the outside. You start worried for a minute it might be Stroker or whatever. Uh, if it, it can't really tell though, it's just kind of a shadow. But who would be peeking inside a bar, you know? Uh, this little face behind the neon. I'll check that out. Well, it could be Stroker maybe seeing where you went or something. You want to go check it out? Yeah. I'm just going to look out, and I'm not going <laughs> to go outside yet. Just look out the window. Well, you look out the window, and uh, there's a boy, good-looking kid, beefy kid. Looks like he's pretty tough. And he's, he's wearing, like, a, a jean jacket and a black T-shirt and some chucks. And he's standing on a newspaper box peeking into the the place and he's talking into a walkie-talkie and you hear this voice through the walkie-talkie saying is he in here what, what's the what's the situation yeah what's the situation i'm told there's, there could be some agents traveling this way do you see them oh dude i don't know i mean there's dudes in there there's like some Amish looking Amish dudes Amish dudes that's it says the voice and just then the guy looks over and he sees you looking at him and he's like and he hops down I think off. I might the, know who that is. He hops down off the, off Don't, the, uh, delusional, the Mr. newspaper box. Mister Cool Hand Duke. Do you go out I of the door? I know those eyes. And he's looking at you, kind of funny. Is your name Chip? Who wants to know? Well, my, my name is Duke Allendale, and I, I believe I might be your father. And I want to. I'm gonna. Show him. I'm gonna pull down my uh, because I have a that picture that he got from Irene of mm-hmm. a baby mm-hmm. Chip. He got a, made a tattoo on his shoulder. So he's gonna right. lift up his shirt and it's, uh-huh. it's a picture of the baby and it says Chip off the old block. <laughs> <laughs> Chip goes. Are you my dad? I think I am. Well, uh, but I might be as well. Well, probably who, not. Who, but does, who does he look more like? Wait a minute. I, I know a really smart dude. He can figure this out. 
you guys are gonna have to run. And he gets onto a bike. Come on, follow me. Well, all right. I know a kid named Plunger. He's brilliant. He'll figure everything out. Oh, I've got a message for Plunger. That's perfect. You got a message for Plunger from who? Uh, from uh, Melvin, Melvin Grubb. Grubb. Oh boy, this is weird. I can't believe this, Dad. And he goes tearing off on his bike, and I assume you trot after him into Jupiter. Don't believe Spring. anything you've heard about me. Don't don't believe a word about it. Grandma's gonna shit. And so, we'll go ahead and leave our. Who knows? We, Stroker could be dead, could be not. Who knows what'll happen when you uh, get the plunger and give him the uh, the secret message that seems so important, so terribly important. And uh, with that. I think we'll wrap up our adventures in the uh, Jupiter Springs universe, at least for a little bit. Next time, of course, we'll come back with something totally different. Completely different from uh, Demon Lord and and <laughs> Jupiter Springs. That's right, where we've been for a while. We'll come up with something different, but we like those places, and we will certainly be returning. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys.